gonna talk about a cord and a hammer and a towel. But before I get into that, let me just start the sermon this morning. Everybody say amen. Amen. So we're gonna preach a sermon this morning and I'm gonna try to be mindful of time and we're gonna have a great day and we'll take our time when we go to fellowship and just enjoy the rest of the evening and, and day together. But as an introduction this morning to our sermon, 2020 vision, where God is taking us in 2020 and and beyond and where we're starting to journey together as a corporate body and hopefully as individuals and what God has laid upon our hearts to share with you this morning. But I start by saying um, a few things. One, I wanna say that I am grateful. I am grateful this morning uh, for six wonderful months with you. And I feel like I have been here forever. And some of you say, oh, you do? We feel like you've been here forever. (laughs) But uh, thank you, thank you. It's been six wonderful months and I thank you so much. We have made new friends and really new family, I guess, and meaningful memories and plenty of food. And keep it all coming, especially the food. (laughs) We are blessed to serve in ministry here, and I thank God that this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. So I come to you this morning as we preach this vision sermon, and I start by saying I'm very grateful to you. Secondly, I say that I am very mindful. I wanted to say this morning that I am grateful, but I am mindful. What am I mindful of? I am mindful of the incredible history and the incredible heritage that we have here at Nortonsville Church of God. I honor that today. And I didn't wanna go very far into the sermon without saying that. I honor that, I honor you. I honor the heroic and the faithful and the fruitful leadership that preceded our pastor here, Pastor David Allison and Sister Carol Allison. And can we give them a hand this morning of appreciation? We honor them. And I am mindful this morning that everything that we do, everything in the past six months, everything today, everything in the future bears fruit to their account because they have served here faithfully and have built a foundation of ministry. And I honor that this morning. I, I, I recognize and I'm mindful of the, the counsel of the church now and in the past and, and the preceding leaders and all the people of the church who have paved the way that has brought this church. And we sit here today and we see what God has done. But I honor you and I am mindful of the work that you have done and the investment that you have made. I honor our ministry team that I believe is the best ministry team probably in the church of God in the state of Virginia. God has blessed us and I honor them this morning. Pastor Daryl Collier, Pastor Jay Temple, Pastor Jacob Dunn, Amy Landreth who, who is the hub that keeps it all together. We honor them this morning and I'm very mindful and grateful for their commitment and faithfulness and expertise, and most importantly, their love for the Lord and their love to do things right and to minister the gospel. And can we give them another hand this morning? So our church today is strong, 
Nortonsville Church of God is strong and vibrant and we are fulfilling the mission of the ministry of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ today and in the future because of you, each one of you who have been here and you are a part and everybody plays a role and everyone contributes. And I say, can you give yourselves a hand this morning? And pat yourself, well, you can't pat yourself on the back and clap your hand at the same time. And I mean every word of that this morning. So I'm grateful and I'm mindful, and then I'm thankful. I'm thankful this morning to God. You see, this is God's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The work of God that began down the road here many years ago and then moved here into the what we call the old sanctuary, moved over here in the buildings and the grounds and the people's lives, countless lives that have been touched and changed and impacted really all around the world because of ministry that has happened in Nortonsville, Virginia. And this is God's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. You see, God has been faithful. Somebody say faithful. God has been faithful. And I can tell us this morning as individuals and as a corporate body of believers together, not only has God been faithful, but God will be faithful. He is faithful today and he will be faithful tomorrow and he will be faithful to you and me and he will be faithful to his church because the church is God's plan. There is no plan B. God birthed the church in the book of Acts. So today we move forward boldly together. What does that mean? That means we are confident together. Not confident necessarily in ourselves, but we're confident in God. We move forward boldly together and we move forward courageously knowing that God will be with us and as we seek to minister his gospel and spread the good news, God will be faithful to us and God will show us how to move forward and he will equip us to carry out the task. God is faithful. Would you turn with me please to Isaiah Chapter 58 and verse 12. That'll be our text this morning. Isaiah 58 and 12. And you know what? We, we don't usually do it this way because usually my text comes much later in the sermon, but how about we stand this morning for the reading of God's word? Isaiah 58 and 12. This is the scripture that underpins the vision and the direction of the church and the scripture that God laid upon my heart when I first came here six months ago. You may recall that I have already preached from this scripture before. I've preached here prior. But Isaiah 58 and 12, those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets, or one translation says paths to dwell in. 
I would ask you this morning, can you just bow your head or if you so desire, stretch your hand this way and would you pray for me that God would anoint me to preach his word and to cast the vision of our church this morning. I wanna tell you that I am incapable of preaching this morning without the anointing and the help of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I wanna confess that to you publicly. I wanna tell you that unless he helps me, I cannot do this this morning, but I depend on him and would you help me pray this morning? God, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your presence that has been here this morning. As the praise team and the choir, they sang and they exalted your name and your great name. And as your presence has filled this place, we thank you and we welcome you. This morning, we honor you. We, we, we say publicly in prayer that this is your house that we recognize that the church belongs to you, that Christ is the head of the church. We recognize this morning that the Holy Spirit, he is the one who accomplishes the work and the vehicle in which you move in this church and in this world around us. And God, we pray that we would be a church that is inspired and empowered by the Holy Spirit and that we'd be a church that would be uncompromising in the word of the living God. And Lord, let us propel ourselves into the world around us and even all around the world with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ that changes lives and changes directions and changes families and that helps and assists, Lord, that we'll see lives changed and converted. And we thank you this morning for your help and your presence and we acknowledge you today in Jesus' name. God's people said, Amen and amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you very much. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. And you shall be called the repairer of the breach and the restorer of streets or paths to dwell in. I want to talk just briefly about the the context of this passage and and where this passage is in in Isaiah and as the prophet Isaiah is communicating what God had laid upon his heart. What had happened there in the text, and I'm not suggesting that this is what has happened here, but I wanna give a contextual overview so that we can prevent this from happening here. But in Isaiah 58, they were going through the motions People were trying to live right in a lot of ways. They were going through traditions. They were going through different rituals. But in a sense, they had just started to go through the motions. Have you ever lived life and just kind of fallen into sometimes just going through the motions for a while? I think we've all done that. And, and this, spiritually speaking, they were just going through the motions. And, and in some cases, they were doing the right things. They were praying and they were fasting and, and, and a lot of the right things were going on, but yet it had become just a routine to them. I want to tell us this morning that it's good to get in godly routines, but, but more than that, it's got to come from the heart. And there must be a passion there and sometimes we must allow the Holy Spirit to, to renew that passion in our hearts. And God here was challenging them to go deeper. Somebody say deeper. God was challenging them here to go further. Somebody say further. And he was challenging them to go there for all the appropriate reasons, for the right reasons, for something we would call the right motives. 
And I say, God, help us to have as individuals, as Christians, and as a church, the right motives. And when we do things, let's do them out of love for God and others. And when we do things, do it the correct way. Here, I believe he was challenging them to get to the heart of the matter, but also to do things with excellence. Somebody say excellence. I want to remind us this morning that this is God's church. I want to remind us this morning before I cast many details in a, in a future and in a vision that our church will always be God's church and Christ will always be the head of our church. I want to remind us this morning before I cast many details into a vision that our church will always be a Bible-believing and a Bible-based church. God did not call me to run Walmart. He didn't call me to pastor Walmart. He didn't call me to pastor the country club, but he called me to pastor a church. And I want to tell us this morning, we will be a Bible-believing church. And if it fills the room up, God let it fill the room up. But if it clears the room out, then clear the room out. But we are gonna stand up on the holy word of God. We are God's church. We are God's people. And that's who we are. It's our DNA and it's who God has called us to be. The church of the living God. A Bible believing, a Bible teaching, a Bible preaching, a Bible training church. That is who we are and that is who we will be. And finally, this church is inspired and guided and led by the very presence of the Holy Spirit. And I want to declare publicly that the Holy Spirit is welcome in the midst of this church. God did not call me to be a funeral director either. <laughs> I still believe in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe we need him now more than ever before. And I say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You are welcome to move in our midst and you are welcome to move in our lives. We are a Holy Spirit believing church. Always have been and always will be. But I want to tell you this morning that it is the moving of the Holy Spirit that is what the world around us needs. Another gimmick is not going to change a life, but a moving of the Holy Spirit will change a heart. And we will be a Holy Spirit-inspired people. This is God's church. We are Bible-based and we are Spirit-led. So you ask, we ask ourselves, I ask myself, and you may ask yourself, why? As a ministry team, we spent a lot of time talking about a question, why? Pastor Jay brought a great book to us that we read together about the why. And I want to tell you, everything that we do, ultimately, it goes back to bringing glory to God. And so when we think about motives, when we think about why we do, why we do ultimately to bring glory and honor to God. But when we think about our mission statement and the three words that you see on our t-shirts this morning, connect and create and care. Why do we connect? Why do we need to connect with one another? Why do we need to connect with God? Why do we need to connect to this world around us? I believe one reason and one why is to bring Hope. Somebody say hope. 
So as we talk about this concept of connect, it is to bring hope into lives and into families and individuals. When we talk about create, I believe that, that when we want to create, it's to give purpose. People are starving to have purpose in this life. And apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ, there is no true purpose and there is no sense of direction. But if we can create opportunities for people to come and become disciples and to fulfill their lives purpose. And then finally, why do we care? We care because when we give and when we serve, it creates fulfillment for others and for ourselves. We are happiest when we serve and when we care. So let's talk about this a little bit. I promise not to preach too long. Some of you have already talked to me this morning as we were coming in and before Sunday school hour and, and a few folks said, this is the kind of day you like, isn't it? We were talking about the food. So I'm not going to preach a long sermon and keep you from the food, nor will I keep myself from the food. My wife and I have been doing quite the diet this week. She's been starving me. You think I'm going to stay away from the food too long? So don't panic this morning. <laughs> but I want to preach this concept here and preach through our, our mission statement. Connect, connect. We exist to connect. This is the first part of our vision statement that we'll see on the screen at the end of the service here. We exist to connect individuals to Christ and to Christian community. What does connect mean? Connect means to bring together so that a real link or a real bond is established. When I take a, an extension cord, I plug it into a power source of connection. But then when I take the other end of that extension cord, the power that I had plugged into is then extended into the something that needed the power. I contend this morning as the church of the living God, it's time for us to plug our extension cords into God himself afresh and anew and let him power our lives and let him move in our lives and, and become what we know that we can become in Christ Jesus. But it's not just good enough to plug into the power. Our extension cords have another side to them. And there's somebody out there, there are people in our lives and people in our families that we need to be an extension cord to and connect them to this same hope that we have found in the gospel. Is that all right this morning? We need to connect. First and foremost, we connect to Christ through his word and through his presence and through coming together corporately week after week, and we connect together. Sometimes it's in elective classes, and sometimes in small groups, and sometimes in Sunday school settings. We need to connect to God, and we need to connect to others. And then the other component of connect, there are so many in these neighborhoods around us that I believe could benefit from being connected to God and what we know. And I believe that's our challenge. I believe that's our, our calling as a church as we move forward to connect individuals to Christ and connect them to Christian community. So we as a church, we're gonna do our very best 
And the vision I'm casting this morning is, is not gonna materialize in just a day or in a month or even in a year or even in a few years. This is a long-term vision. But as we start today, one of the things on our hearts is we want to begin to create entry points. Ways that we can connect our church to others and connect others to our church. If that's okay, say amen this morning. Let me give you some examples of some entry points that we have already created or or, are in the process of creating. One entry point is, is thanks to the wonderful work of people like Luke Morris and Pastor Jacob Dunn, we have expanded our online presence. People are very technologically oriented in these days. And I believe we must use that medium as as effectively and as often as we can to put the gospel out to where they are. There are those who would not walk into this building yet this morning, but they might look us up online and listen to some of the teaching or preaching or singing. So we have begun to expand our online presence to create an entry point to the church and to the gospel, most importantly. Secondly, within that context, uh, some of the ladies have created something called caffeinated connections. And if you're a lady and you have not joined that online group, I encourage you to join that caffeinated uh, connections through Facebook. And they are posting devotionals and encouragement and, and, and creating community with each other throughout the week. We are trying to create entry points. You're welcome to invite friends and family members to join that group and be part of that. And then one other uh, 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 elective that we're gonna start, one other entry point that we're kicking off in two weeks is there is gonna be a wonderful eight-week elective that will be at 10 o'clock in the fellowship hall. And it's gonna be for all those who have children, all those mothers who have children who are, who are still at home, still in school, and all of those who are gonna be future mothers. And those, those ladies and women are gonna come together and, and we have experienced moms who are gonna speak and we have moms who work in the professional setting who are gonna speak and we have a, a school principal who's gonna speak and a middle school teacher who's gonna speak and, and a, a registered nurse and it's gonna be an incredible eight-week elective. And all of that expertise, all of those wonderful people are people who are part of our church body already. Isn't that amazing? And each one of them is going to take a week and, and pour into to moms and moms-to-be. What are we trying to do, Pastor? We're trying to create entry points. If ever there is a time that we need to reach families for Christ, it's now. If ever there's a time that we can try to do our very best to, to, to reach a heart of a mom and perhaps change the course of an entire family and generations to come, wouldn't that be awesome? And I ask you to pray for that endeavorment. Last, last week, we handed out these prayer cards. And I ask you uh, to, to put these somewhere and, and remember throughout the week and pray for this ministry. I encourage you to invite mothers and, and mothers that will be in the future, future mothers, to come and be part of this. And let's pull it together and let's have a wonderful, wonderful ministry. Entry points to connect. In September, I'm going to preach a sermon series on connecting, the first anchor of our mission statement. 
In October, I'm gonna preach a sermon series on creating the second anchor of our mission statement. In November, I'm gonna preach a sermon series on caring, the, the third so we're gonna cover all of these in depth and talk about what God is putting on our hearts to do and to be and, and to see all these things lived out in the scriptures and what the scriptures say. But as we preach in September about connecting, let me give you some highlights. First and foremost, I wanna preach about being connected to Christ. Secondly, I wanna preach about being connected to Christian principles. I still believe that the Bible, the word of God, gives us everything we need to know how to live our lives. And there are so many rich principles in our lives and we must make sure that we're studying those and applying those and communicating those effectively. I wanna preach about, on the third week, about Christian community and about the wonderful fellowship and benefits that come from being in community with brothers and sisters and fellow believers. And then finally, I'll preach about Christ's power and the power that he has given us to be connected through the Holy Spirit. So today's challenge in context of this is it comes out of that verse that we used this morning. It says, you shall raise up the foundations of many generations. I wanna try to speak my heart here. This has been on my heart since I came here six months ago. I believe that God is calling us as a church to do everything that we can do to ensure that what we see today continues on 10 years from now and 20 years from now and 30 years and until the Lord comes again. Every one of us has a role to play. What are you trying to say, Pastor? I, I want us to get it on our hearts that it must be this mission, this ministry of our church must be something that extends to future generations. It cannot stop here and now. We cannot afford to just coast and enjoy the blessings of God together and not make preparations and build upon the foundation and then raise up a new foundation upon the foundation for future generations. That our ministry here will extend long beyond maybe even our own lifetimes. What am I talking about? A heritage that will continue. We talked about a heritage last week and I showed you the binder and we talked a little bit about the stones in Joshua and we, we looked at the charter members and, and, and I held that binder up and that heritage that has extended to now, but it is our job, it is our duty, it is our calling, it is our obligation to do all we can to extend the heritage to the future. And I believe we're called to do that. And that is so on my heart and, and I want us to, to grab a hold of that and pray about that and, and work towards that. I know that Jesus could come back at any moment and he very well may, but I want us to occupy until he comes. And if he tarries his coming another hundred years, I want our church to have extended the ministry far beyond our lifetimes. It's worth our investment. So I want us to connect. So then I brought a hammer up here. I may pause and let my wife take a picture of me holding a hammer. She doesn't see that very often. <laughs> brought a hammer. The second part of our mission statement, we, we talked about connecting, but I want us to create. The second part of our mission statement says this, to create disciples. Disciples. 
who are discovering and fulfilling their lives' purpose. Everybody wants purpose. What does create mean? It means to bring something into existence. So I thought about that a little bit. And I thought about somebody's heart and somebody's life and somebody's family. And I said, what is it that we want to create for them? What is it that we want to take our spiritual hammer, so to speak, and bring into existence for them? And one thing I wrote down is, is passion. There are so many people in our world today who are down and they are depressed and they are despondent and they are without hope. But we know better We have the hope of the gospel. We have the hope of Christ. As Christians, we have the hope of heaven. And we can live our lives with passion and energy and excitement knowing those things. And I contend this morning we should do everything we can to create passion for other people, to create hope for others through the ministry of the gospel. I thought about that. What, what is it we want to create? What is it we need to create in, in people's lives? And, and I, I thought passion, but then I thought purpose. Purpose. We live in a world that has lost direction. We see families that have lost direction. We have individuals who have lost direction. But Jesus said, I have come to give life that they might have it and have it more abundantly. And I believe that every single person in this room this morning and every single person down Simmons Gap Road and all around Free Union and Shiflet Hollow and Sugar Hollow and Greene County and Albemarle County, every person has been created by God and every person has a purpose. Every person has a purpose. And God help us to do what we can through discipleship through teaching and and training and connecting to create an opportunity for people to find their purpose. And the purpose starts by finding out what God has called each one of us to do. And you look at me this morning and you say, Pastor, you mean I'm called to do something? Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. Everybody in this room is God-called. Everybody in this room is God-purposed. Everybody in this room has a God-given assignment. And only you can fulfill it and only I can fulfill mine. And I say, let's create opportunities for people to become disciples of God and to find purpose in their lives. And one final thing I thought of when I thought about that question, and it was fulfillment. Fulfillment. Can I tell you that there is more to life? I better sit that down. (laughs) Can I tell you that there is more to life than going to work, punching the time clock, punching back out, making a little more money, buying a little something nicer, buying another car, buying another house, getting another boat, Can I tell us this morning, fulfillment does not come from any of those things. I have seen some of the poorest of the poor have great fulfillment because they know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Our fulfillment comes from a relationship with God and that alone.
And we know that and the world around us needs to know that. So, so what do we wanna create? We wanna create passion in lives and purpose in lives and fulfillment in lives. And let me give you one example of many things that we're talking about and praying about and, and looking at. But, but one thing that I, I, I really, really want you to help me with. At some point in 2020, and, and it may start before then, we want to take the entire church body through something we're gonna call NCOG Connect. NCOG Connect track. And, and we're gonna start and we'll go through different phases of that connect track. And Pastor Jay is gonna help with this and spearhead this, but the heart of this first, we'll, we'll be talking about our devotion and our dedication to God and renewing those things. Isn't that a beautiful thought? Wouldn't it be a beautiful thought if we, if we came together one more time as a corporate body and we decided, I wanna renew my devotion to God. I want to renew my dedication to God. I want my heart to be right between me and God. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit in me. And then the second component of that, we'll, we'll start looking at understanding who we are in Christ and what our giftedness is and what our talents are and what our skills are. And then finally, we're going to look to mobilize into areas of giving and serving and, and doing. Everybody say doing. doing. We're going to be a mobile church. We're going to be active. What is all of this? Pastor is creating disciples. And the work starts here. And the work starts with you and I. And I found, I pulled out the phrase from that, from that scripture and it said, those from among you, everybody say you. you. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. And God has really dealt with my heart over and over and over again about that little phrase. And I hope I can articulate it this morning. As I've been driving down the road and, and sometimes restless sleep at night or, or different times, there's just this phrase, those from among you shall build the old waste places. And I believe, and I will be careful how I say that this morning, but I believe what God is trying to say to me is we have a work to do here at Nortonsville Church of God. But the people who are here in this room right now, he has already equipped, he has already prepared to do the building and to do what he wants to do in this day and hour. You and I. And I want to tell you, it's not so much me as it is you. I really believe God has just kind of stirred in my heart and he said, we are to equip the saints for ministry. And all around this room, multitudes of you can do multitudes of things much better than I can ever do them. Those who are among you shall build the old waste places. How about it this morning? Are you willing to build together? Are you willing to play your role in this building of the kingdom you see, you are here. And I invite you to join us on this journey. Let's take up our hammers and let's create together. So we've talked about connecting. We've talked about creating. And then the final part of the vision statement is caring. And so I brought a towel this morning. And I'm reminded 
of when Jesus, our example, shortly before his time of the crucifixion, he took the towel and he began to wash and wipe the disciples' feet. Jesus, our example. Jesus, our model. Jesus, our savior. Jesus, who is all powerful. Jesus, who is the son of God, but yet Jesus, who took the towel and wiped the disciples' feet. And I say, God, bring over us corporately an attitude of servanthood, an attitude of compassion, an attitude of love that we would take up our towels and we would love this world around us. You see, God is love. Everything we do must be sprinkled with love. Everything we do must be motivated by love. And I say, God, put a love in us so strong that we will love one another so much that we care for one another and we serve one another and we forgive one another and we take action to help one another and that our love may extend and our towels may extend out to this world that is around us. What is care? Care is the provision of what is necessary. It's the provision of what is necessary And I want to tell you this morning that we as God's people have what the world needs. We know the provision. We have the provision that the world around us needs. And what is that provision? It is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news. What does the gospel do? The gospel changes hearts. Pastor Jacob and I were talking the other day and, and as we've, all of us have been talking and planning and dreaming and praying and, and Jacob and I were standing there in the pavilion pulling out a few things that I don't even know what they were. I didn't do as much as Sister Allison and, and Charlotte Powell. They were on their knees uh, scrubbing floors and everything. I thought it's time to take a break. But Jacob and I were standing down there in the pavilion the other day and he said something that just is very profound as we were talking and he just mentioned the extra moving and assistance that comes from the Holy Spirit. What are you trying to say, Pastor? I'm I'm saying this, that God honors his word and his word will never return void. God watches over his word to perform his word. And I believe that if we proclaim the word of God, ever how we do it, the Holy Spirit will add that extra emphasis that is needed to touch the heart. What do you mean, pastor? That means we can sing with confidence. We can teach with confidence. We can witness with confidence. We can serve at Tuesday's table with confidence. Asking the Holy Spirit to add to everything that we do for the glory of God. Isaiah 58 and 12, the part of it says, and you shall be called the repairer. Everybody say repairer. Of the breach, the gap that exists. We're going to repair that. And the restorer, somebody say restorer. Of the streets or the paths to dwell in. You see, this morning we have repairs to make. We have restorations 
to facilitate. We have families that we need to reach and help redirect. We have individuals to care for. How are we gonna do that? We're gonna give of ourselves. We're gonna serve others and we're gonna love through our words and we're gonna love through our actions. We're gonna take our towel like Christ did. And so I ask you this morning, will you take your towel and will you serve? Will I take my towel and will I serve? I wrote down a few examples of many that are already going on within our church. The Tuesday's table, what a beautiful, beautiful ministry that happens in Standardsville. The world missions work that, that happens through people like Pastor Jay and, and the young people are also looking in the fall to go and do some missions work in D.C. But may our love extend beyond these four walls. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna connect. What are we gonna do? We're gonna create. What are we gonna do? We're gonna care. So I asked you a few questions. Will you extend your cord? Will you take your hammer Will you pick up your towel? If the praise team would come and, and get in place and we're gonna have a little time of prayer before we go and enjoy the rest of the day. But if Amy wouldn't mind to put up the, here's our vision statement for NCOG. It's this, we exist to connect individuals to Christ and Christian community to create disciples who are discovering and fulfilling their life's purpose and to care for the needs of all people through giving and through serving. Thus our t-shirts this morning, connect, create, and care. Why do we do this? Why? We're gonna connect because we need to give hope. Why? Why do we need to create? Because we need to give purpose. Why do we care? Because we're gonna create fulfillment. Fulfillment of the need, but then there's also a fulfillment that comes when we are serving and giving. And ultimately, we're gonna glorify God. Who's gonna do this, pastor? Those from among you. Who's gonna do it? Those from among you. We're gonna do it together boldly together those of us in this room boldly together Isaiah 58 and 12 those from among you shall build the old waste places you shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach the restorer of streets to dwell in we're not gonna go through the motions. We're not gonna create vain traditions. We're not gonna be internally focused. And we're not gonna preach a message that is diluted or compromised. Oh no. But we're gonna be confident and courageous. What are we gonna do? We're gonna build the old waste places. We're gonna raise up the foundations for many generations. What are we gonna do? We're gonna repair some things. I say, God, let us see some lives repaired in our churches. 
in our altars, in our small groups, in our train. Let's see lives repaired. Let's see people restored. We're going to restore the paths to dwell in. Would you stand with me this morning? You don't know how much I appreciate you being here this morning. I appreciate this wonderful crowd. I appreciate all of our guests and we invite you to just come on this journey with us. But right here and right now, before we leave this house, I believe I have preached what God has wanted me to preach. I believe we have cast the vision that, that God has placed upon our heart for the days and weeks and years and decades to come. But it all hones down, zeroes down to individuals. And you know me well enough by now that before we leave this house, I believe every one of us ought to search our own hearts. And I ask you this morning, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Do you know him? If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I invite you today to accept him into your heart and let him change your life. I want to tell you, as I say nearly every week, this altar is open for you. If you want to come and pray, you want to come and kneel down and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this altar is open for you to come. If you want to bow your head right where you are and you want to say, Lord, forgive me, come into my heart, save my soul, by all means, if the Holy Spirit is dealing with you, the important thing is to be saved and to become into relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you know Him as a personal Savior? Or have you just heard about Him? Or have you just been going through the motions of living or the traditions of, of man? I'm here to declare this morning that we can know Jesus Christ as our very personal Lord and Savior and our sins can be forgiven and our names written down in the, the Lamb's book of life and our reservation made for heaven. Do you know Jesus this morning? That's why we're here. You say, Pastor, I, I, one time I, I knew the Lord, I walked with the Lord, but I have, I have wandered away, I have strayed. I don't really know where I'm at right now, or, or I know where I'm at, I'm in rebellion, I'm, I'm not in fellowship with Him like I need to be. I wanna tell you that today, His arms are wide open, and He says, come on home, <laughs> come on home. We can pick up right now. My grace is sufficient for you right here and right now. I can forgive your wandering ways and I can repurpose you for the rest of your life. How about it this morning? Do you need to come home and know Jesus? Life is too short. Eternity is too long. There is too much at stake to not know that we know that we know that our sins have been forgiven and we have been restored to God through Jesus Christ. There's too much at stake. There are family members that are watching your life and my life. We've got to step up to the plate and we better step up now and in a hurry. 
I know our children have to make their own decisions. I know our grandchildren have to make their own decisions. But God, help us this very day, this very hour, to purpose as an individual. We're going to shine the light as bright as we can because we're going to hold account. We're going to be held account. Choose you this day who you will serve. And Joshua said, as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. How about you this morning? Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads all over this building? If you need to make it right with God, today's the day to do it. If you need to make it right with God, today's the day to do it. I've preached what God has given me to preach. It's in the hands of the Holy Spirit this morning. And if he's dealing with your heart, if he's touching your heart, I urge you to respond. I urge you to make a change. I urge you to make a move towards God. It's too important. It's too important. It's too important. Don't delay. Don't worry about what others might say. Don't worry about what others might think. It's between you and God. All over this building, as our heads are bowed, would you search your heart as an individual? As an individual. My heart this morning, my passion this morning, my prayer this morning is that before every person walks off these grounds today, that every individual can say with a clear conscience that they know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of their lives. But I have done all that I can do. I've gone as far as I can go. Mama has prayed as much as mama can pray. Daddy has prayed as much as daddy can pray. Somebody has witnessed all they can. But how about you this morning? Are you going to respond to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? I tell you, this is not where I was headed this morning, but I believe it's a Holy Spirit moment right here. And I'm not going to rush it and I'm not going to move away from what I believe God is speaking in this house. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Don't turn away. Don't turn away. All over this building, please search your heart, search your heart. If you need to come and be saved or restored, the altar's open. If you want to pray right where you're at, just pray, just pray. Just make it right.